Hey guys, it's your boy Jonathan and your girl Andrea. Welcoming you back to the Taylor's Uni podcast season 3. Let's hit it. Previously on the podcast, we had such a great time discussing the purpose, importance and impact of women empowerment with two out of the five young ladies behind the ever-inspiring Gentle Women digital movement. So if you haven't already, don't forget to check it out on Spotify at Taylor's Uni. I repeat, on Spotify at Taylor's Uni. So, without further ado, let's introduce the topic of the hour. Yep, it's so relevant to young adults. At some point, you do it, I do it, we all do it. So, in three, two, one. Living away from home. Perfect. So today we have two young and bright Taylorians with us. Meet Ali and Jacqueline. Hey guys, I'm Ali. Hello, I'm Jacqueline. Welcome you two. It's great to have you both here with us. So, Ali, tell us how long you've been in Malaysia and let our listeners know where you're from. So, I've been in Malaysia about 2 uh, years now and I'm from Kenya in East Africa. That's so cool. How about you, Jacqueline? I'm from Penang and I moved to Subang to complete my degree in universities about 2 years ago. Oh my god, you guys are from Penang and like Kenya. So, maybe Jacqueline, Penang, what's the best food you've ever eaten there? Mm, most of them like uh nasi lemak or uh hokkien mee if you know but i pers- oh hokkien mee <laughs> but i personally i love um laksa <laughs> yeah ali what about you have you been to penang like you've been two years here yeah so i've been to penang once and i spent i spent two days there but when i went to when i went to penang i was still new to malaysia so i didn't know at that time that penang was like the place to hunt for food until like i couldn't i haven't been there since mm-hmm. um but the thing about the thing about food here is when i came when i moved to malaysia for the first time a lot of food um like the name of the food would be in the traditional language that the food comes from right so the malaysian food have malay names and the chinese food have chinese names so i didn't know what any of the food like was for like the longest mm. time but um yeah after 2 years of food hunting and and like experiencing yeah i i love food in malaysia and it's like one of the reasons that i want to stay it's okay mm, even when yes. i go to chinese restaurants i'm chinese i don't even know how to order food yet <laughs> yeah. i get you. and i think that's the very reason i don't want to leave malaysia because malaysia if i go overseas i'll be like the food that's the number one thing i'll definitely miss for sure okay so the heart of malaysia kl city so how what do you guys feel about the culture and the people compared to penang and kenya so um coming to kl i think i mean the first place i landed when i came to malaysia was taylor's itself like taylor's was the first place as soon as i landed is where i came and automatically just the 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 openness of the people here was i mean it just it just makes you feel homely you know the people don't make you feel like outsiders or something like that so i mean on a on a first impression basis i was super like comfortable as soon as i came you know i'm so happy that you yeah. feel you felt comfortable when you came to kl and that you feel like the people are nice yeah i mean like nice diverse people from like all over i i mean in like 2 hours of of being here I, i even met a kenyan so it was it was super super cool yeah super diverse are there many kenyans here yeah i have a few friends um 
at Taylor's, also in the other unis around. Yeah, there are there are a lot of Kenyans here hmm. actually. Okay, what about you, Jacqueline? How do you find the people different? Since it's you're still local, but it's just a different state. How is it? I I agree with Ali about diversity because when I come to Taylor's, I I'm really shocked there are many international students because when I completed my I studied my diploma in other colleges. There are only Chinese, mainly Chinese, and Indians. Not many Malays or other international students. So when I come to Taylor's, I, I'm really surprised because I met a lot of Chinese. I mean, as in China, and Korean, and even Indonesian. So it's really cool. So would you say that the culture in Penang is very different from the culture in KL? Hmm. Yes. I. I mean, if you want to talk about culture or life, it's in Penang. It's more spacious and as in KL has too many cars. <laughs> and it's so crowded. That's so true. It's so jammed. It's so crowded everywhere. I'm not sure why. When I stepped into Sama Pyramid for the first time, I was really shocked because there are so many people and so many lines. And <laughs> I can attest to that. It's a bit scary for me. (laughs) Is it the same in Kenya? Is it the same? You know, when you grow up in a place um, and stay there your whole life, there's that homely comfort that, like, you know where everything is. You know, like, what the people are like. You have, like, like, certain people who are constantly around you that when you come to another country for the first time and you're you have that shock in your system where, like, you don't know anyone. It's like a completely fresh start. You're meeting all these people for the first time that when you do feel that comfort of like people who are open and, and, and accepting, it's a bit of that that relaxation that, you know, we can take this easy. We can take it as it comes. It's not that like I'm here. There's no one here. That kind of panic situation. It's 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 not so, like that. So how did just one more question about this? How did that culture shock feel for you? So that, that's the thing. I, do, I don't think I felt the shock. I when I came here, like meeting meeting people who are who are open, like as interested about me as I was in in learning about them. I don't think I felt that shock per se, where I feel like I really mm. need to adjust or I really need to change how I am to be able to to fit in. I don't think I faced that that kind of shock. That's so great, and um, so it feels like a it feels like it was an ease for you. Yeah, yeah. Like throughout the journey till now, I still feel like. Like I'm settling in and now two years in, I almost feel like I've grown up here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Even he wants to like continue living here and everything. I think that's like really cool. So Jacqueline, what about you? Um, what key takeaways did you actually uh, have when you came to KL from Penang? Um, the most important lesson I think is about how to manage my money in as in financially. Because... Uh, when you move out, right, you have to, you, you have pocket money, that's true, but you have to manage and as in separate it, how, how do you spend this money in some kind of way? Um, because when you move out, you are alone and nobody will be watching and forcing you do stuff. So, so you have to manage your own self lah, because uh, you don't want to spend too much or you, you, do, you don't want to starve. So, I, because since young, since young, right, um, my my parents kind of arrange everything for me. It's like um, when I go to school, I have lunchbox, right? I have lunchbox, so I I don't have to worry. Oh, uh, what what am I going to eat? Or where where should I get my food? 
and when I come back home, everything is already arranged and it's it's already planned. So when when you move out, your parents are not there, your family is not there. So you have to uh, manage your own life, lah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see Ali smiling when he when you mentioned saving money and everything. <laughs> he was just smiling. Dude, I can totally, I can totally, totally relate. You know, you get your money, you get your money, and you see, you see your full bank account in the middle of the month, and then it's like the fifth, and it's like a quarter of what it was. You know, and then you have, you have to plan how to get through the rest of the month because you know until the thirtieth, you're not gonna you're not True. gonna see that money again. Mm-hmm. But this is where the two ringgit nasi lemak yes, really, really comes that's in. The you know? way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing about Malaysia that like no matter what your budget is, like you can get food. Food is always like available at no matter how much money you want to spend. So if you want to go and spend 800, 1000 ringgit, you can do that. And if you want to spend two ringgit or five ringgit, you can still do that. And either way, get delicious food, you know. Yeah, so you know we're so glad that you both managed to overcome all that and had the support needed. You know, um, so we want to take a little time now to let our wonderful listeners know some of the ways tailors can be of support in your living away experience. Yes, John. So tailors, it has everything you actually need. So to all of you listening, we actually have this thing called our Center for Counseling Services, and also we have our student-led initiative, which is Tailors Connect. So they can actually help you and advise you and actually keep you, let's just say, sane while you're away from home.、Um, besides that, if you're an international student, there's the international office which can help you out if you're in a pickle or anything. And my favorite recommendation is clubs and societies and student bodies because that's the number one place where you can build friendships、um, and somehow along the way to become family, and they will really help you out throughout your stay when you're away from home. Um, but yeah, that's all from me. I think back to you, Andrea. All great stuff, John. So now that we've covered all that, let's talk housemates. <laughs> so, John, tell us about your housemates. Housemates. Oh, I see. Ali's Ali's already stressed. But housemates, I have no housemates because I'm living at home. The only housemate I have is my brother.、Um, but that's the thing, you know. He's been there since day one,、um, and technically. I didn't get to like choose him or anything, but what about you,、um, Jacqueline and Ali? Did you get to choose your housemates? Oh man! <laughs> nope, I didn't get to choose my housemates. I mean, because we rent a room, we don't rent the whole apartment. So you're placed in a room with with other people already living there. And when I joined, I mean, when I when I joined and I entered my apartment, I had four housemates. Um, but the thing is, I didn't realize I had housemates till like a week in, because what? <laughs> because we were they that quiet? Yeah, no, no one, no one hang, no one used to hang out like in the in the living room or anything. So people come in and go, only, and we never come in and go at the same time. So I always thought my house was empty for the first week, and it was it was really really funny because one day I saw like four people in my house, and I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing here? Then they're like, we live here, you know. <laughs> did you did you think they were robbers or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they were in the kitchen, and I'm like, I don't know, is the is the stove not working in your house or something? Or, you know, <laughs> stealing your food maybe. <laughs> But um, yeah. So over time, um, three of them moved out, and I was left with, with one one housemate, and then we became best like best buddies. You know, the proper housemate experience where we'd order food in together and. 
and that kind of thing. So that was really cool. And then because of COVID, he had to go back. He had to go back to to his country. So I've had this apartment to myself and I've been living alone for one year now, exactly one year, because it's it's been one year since since the lockdown. So I have the whole apartment to myself. Feels like my home now. Is that cool or is it just not cool? I want to know. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both, actually. You you appreciate like your own space and you can like use the use the space the way you want it but i mean obviously there's you can, it can get lonely you know especially being like so far away from your family there there are times it can get to you but i think it's like 70% enjoyment 30% sadness yeah, yeah i get you i get you um yeah so what about you Jacqueline did you get uh, to choose your housemates no no definitely not <laughs> because i rent a room in a landed house and my landlord kind of separate the house into I don't know if you believe or not, 12 rooms. So How? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, 12 rooms. Because there are two uh two floors. So the first floor there are there are five rooms and up and the second floor they have like the remaining rooms. So I'm living at the upper floor. So um it's kinda crowded when I first moved in because um be- before COVID. So everyone is in in the dorm and they are in their own room, and to be honest, the kitchen is so small. So imagine, no matter how how many refrigerator and how many cupboards are there, there, there's still not enough space for us to store our stuff and everything, and we have to kind of like, um, share it together. So, um, after COVID, like COVID breaks out, so they kind of like move out a. Uh, most of them, uh, they kind of move out already, so it's getting more spacious. And after that, I moved out because of MCO. It's my sand break, so I went, I went back home. So uh, that's it. Um, uh, my relationship with my housemate is not uh, very close because um, they kind of stick into their room. So they, I guess they want more privacy and they need their own time. So we, we rarely talk, but if you need any. If you need any help, they you can say in the group chat so everybody will help you. Our relationships are like that. Okay, but if you could have chosen, um, your housemates or roommates, would you do you have a criteria, mm-hmm. or would you have a criteria? She's dropping the bomb, guys. <laughs> I'm definitely a neat freak. I mean, not not like OCD, but I can't live in like a mess. So. Like, if you're going to use the kitchen, clean after yourself. If you're going to, like, call your friends over and have a party, just make sure you, like, clean up after, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I can't live with, like... I would freak as well. <laughs> waking up and there's, like, all sorts of, like, leftover food or, like, dishes not done in the sink and, and that kind of thing. But my criteria when living, like, away from home is I need to have my own, like, bathroom. Same. Um, It's... We are similar, Ali. We, I, I, I also need to have my own bathroom because I'm kind of a neat freak too. And I think the criteria is you have to be responsible because we are living in a house and you are responsible in cleaning and making sure everybody is comfortable. It's not like your own house. You are just renting a space inside the house. So um, be quiet when others are studying and in late night or cleaning after you done your cooking or stuff yeah. like that. Mm. And like hearing hearing you guys, um, 
it definitely sounds like some of your housemates and roommates and even yourself have certain habits and practices that you've brought from home to where you're staying now. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So how do you accommodate with those habits of your housemates and your roommates? Do you talk to them about it if you don't like it or do you just keep quiet? What do you do? I think in this situation, I think it's a give and take. Um, you you treat someone how you want to be treated and if, if there's an issue, you you talk about it, you know. I mean, if, if you stay quiet about it and you don't like how someone is treating you, you'll be on the losing end and that person probably doesn't even know that they've done any wrong, you know. So if, I mean, my approach would always be to talk about it if something wasn't going the way I like it and then coming to to an understanding where you can you can live live with each other obviously there's sometimes you have to compromise and there's sometimes you get your way so it's just about the balance it's a give and take okay so we're gonna shift topic a little bit and ask you all about freedoms okay so as you know living away comes with so much more freedom than living with your family so how was it liberating for the both of you so the freedom, um, I think, I think it's, I mean, it's 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 very liberating having no, like no accountability when you when you move away from home for the first time, no one to tell you like to do this to do that or you know wake up in the morning it's time for school that kind of thing. It really, I mean, it feels good, but it's very easy to get carried away and it's very easy to like go off track and and sort of continue on that path but if you realize it it really teaches you it really teaches you a lot of lessons and this has been the one thing that has really taught me to be the person that I am and before I talked about like having this change in my personality I think it's because of this freedom that I've really been able to um to prosper like this because I think staying at home even even if you're not in a controlling environment there's always that like in the back of your mind that you're at home, you know, people are watching you, you're under like this sort of shelter that once you escape from that and you get to do whatever you want to do is when you have these really real experiences, like real life experiences. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, well, yeah, Jacqueline, freedom. Um, for me, right, it's because I came from a kind of medium-sized family, so everything we do have to... Um, do it together, kind of like, like eating or going out together, sitting in a car, going somewhere. So um, when moving out, right, I can go with my own schedule and time where I don't have to worry about disturbing my family. Like um, if I want to do my assignments and playing some music at late night, I don't have to worry uh, that I would wake them up. And if I want to do the house roles, I can choose what time and which day I can do it. So... Uh, more space and privacy for myself, I guess. It's it's good, but you have to be um, you you have to grow. It's like nobody is forcing you and nobody is watching you. You have to do know what you are doing, so that um you can grow, um grow in a positive way and not in a negative way. Yeah. Okay, um. So I guess just one last question from me. Um, living away from home, as I think Jacqueline mentioned earlier, you grow a lot and everything. How has it actually changed you? And was it actually good or bad? Maybe you could start with Jacqueline. Mm, for me, I I kind of like understand more about my parents. Like, um, I 
I just realized it's not easy to have a house and or even a room. You know how hard they make this happen for us. You know, um, because you never see them work, um, and you never see how hard they try. So, um, I appreciate everything they give me. Um. Okay, Ali. Next to you, how has living here actually changed you? So I think for me, it's really been through, um, my experience with clubs and societies and student bodies. I never, before, was the kind of person who would step out and do, um, extracurricular activities, until I started living away from home, and I mean through the people that I've met, doing doing this kind of stuff and. Um, the opportunities that I've gotten is how I've really been able to develop myself um, and really grow as a person. And I think the most satisfying thing about about this kind of growth is when you can look back and see it on yourself. When you can consciously see the person who you are when you started um, on your journey of either living away from home or university to the person who you are now and the person who you envision that you will further develop into. Is really is really the best part of this experience. There you go, such great words from two great Tellerians. All right, so to recap this wonderful episode, we talked about living away from home. We talked about challenges that people go through, such as having to deal with budgeting your expenses and dealing, keeping track of your money, and also being far away from your family and missing them. But we also talked about how we can all feel more at home by joining clubs and societies in your university so that you can make friends and also engaging with your housemates and your roommates so that you can build a sibling-like or family-like feel in this new home of yours. We also talked about housemates who can sometimes be great but sometimes be a bit interesting and challenging. But it's all about accommodating. It's all about um, learning from one another and improving to be able to um, live harmoniously with one another. And we also talked about freedom and how living away can be so liberating, but also a way for you to evolve as an individual and to find yourself and also to find a new respect, just as Jacqueline and Ali has said, for your parents and your family and for everything they've done for you. So yeah, with that... Thank you all for tuning in to the third episode of the Taylor's Uni Podcast Season 3. Stay tuned for more episodes on Spotify on young adulting topics coming your way. And don't forget to follow our socials at MyTaylor'sCollege and at Taylor's Uni on Instagram for more updates. And in the words of Oliver Wendell Holmes, where we love is home, and home is that which our feet may leave, but not our hearts. So here's us wishing all of you that you'll always find your way home wherever that may be so finally stay safe stay you and stay amazing catch you on the next one bye Bye.